team, family, squadron, grit people. <laughs> people of the grit. People of the grit. We're back. I feel like it's been a long time, but we're back. Yes. We're back and it feels great. And boy, am I excited. Today, the guest, well, the guest is always special, mm-hmm. but today we have the honor and the privilege of talking to one of the single best people at this company. Mm-hmm. You know him, you love him, you've seen the jump, you've seen the trainings. We're with the prolific Mr. Alec Withers today. We've got a lot to get to. So welcome to yet another episode of The Landing Pad. East of this is Garth, do you copy? Where's the captain? Prepare for land. Are we supposed to be landing? Alec Withers, dude, hey, thanks for taking, you know, it's all 30, 40, 50 minutes time away from the cubicle to join us here at the round, at the the horseshoe table. We really appreciate it. It's an honor. Dreamed of this day. (laughs) Yes. I I didn't know if I'd catch the invite, but we did. Oh, no, it just it just made sense that you were on here, dude. So, hey, we are extremely excited to have you on, Alec. Um, For those that don't know, Alec balls out. You've seen this guy play. Oh, yeah. Just back in the day. <laughs> I've seen. I asked him last night, right? Like, I think that Alec and Jake Miles are the two best. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some new incomers that like, I don't know about that are really, really good. But I asked Alec, this, I'm going to put him on the hot spot right now. I asked him, if you were to play Jake Miles one-on-one, best to 11, uh, 10 games, how many would you win? Alec, what did you say? Just for Jake, just so he can uh, let this bur- uh, boil his blood a little. Jake, at least a majority. <laughs> okay. I'm taking at least six, and I'm happy to to follow through with it. I'd love to see that. That would be fun to watch. Uh, well, I mean, the big A, when he gets down into the post, and when he starts to shimmy shake right around the elbow, I mean, we're talking triple threat. <laughs> oh, we're talking, he's one court vision, so he's looking to dish, but then he'll also take you to the rack, but then uh, ooh, step back, Jimmy. Yes. Jack. Done. Done, 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 done. Right the, the trick is getting Easton to show up at the 8 a.m. basketball. That's that, that's a big ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> on a Saturday, that's a big ass. So, hey, I love that. I would actually love to see that. So, hey, let's get right into some grit news. Let's fly through some of this. I'll start. Uh, we just got back from me and Mark, at least in this room. We went on the charity trip. Uh, I'm sure Mark has a million things that he would love to say about it, but huge success. Uh, Veracruz, we went to Rio Blanco. We went to... Uh, Orizaba, unreal experience, right? We were able to work with three different, an elementary school, um, a preschool, I think two elementary schools. Life-changing, life-changing. If you have the opportunity next year, you should be there. It was great. I think we're going to raise, I bet we raise five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars for the charity this next year. And I think the next trip is going to be unreal. So you will start to see some pictures uh, flood the gram. Awesome experience. Um, yeah, all hit it this. looked unreal. Yeah, it, it was looked great. unreal. It was great. It was awesome. Hopefully, this this next year will just be bigger it's and gotta better. Got to be bigger. 100%. It's got to be bigger. We got to help more ninos. We I think we ended up helping out like eighteen hundred kids between like the three schools. So it's like just crazy. It was awesome. Uh, last night we had Jackson Junior do the Tuesday night training. I mean, you guys, that was great. Crushed it. Talking about the opportunity. Yeah, and it's it's just unlike any opportunity that's ever been available to anybody, right? Like. Going, and he's done it as good as you could possibly do it. Yeah. So that, that'll that be live on the website probably today, tomorrow. Please 
take five minutes looking into that. Um, rookie Rodeo, that will be April 4th. If you're a rookie and you like rodeos, you should be ready for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, you must bring your be. <laughs> bring your boots, bring your spurs, bring your chaps. Um, <laughs> um, you must be rumble ready, right? If you don't know what that means, talk to your manager. But the prizes are unreal. They are nuts. First place gets, I think, fragments is first place. Highs. What are yeah, they? it's like fragments, a Segway, an iPad, Apple Watch, an iPad, and AirPod Max. AirPod Maxes. Insane. That's first place. Second place is almost as. Good. It's just crazy. If you are not, if you're a rookie, you need to get there. You need to be a part of that. It's unreal. Uh, last announcement, and this is going to be the biggest event the Grit has ever done. Uh, up to this moment, and probably the biggest event anybody's ever done in the space, to be honest. It's going to be big, unreal, right? We've got the uh, the first annual Grail Jam. It will be basically at our new office, indoor, snow, three different features, indoor snow ramp. Created, the ramp is created by the guy that's done a ton of Nitro Circus stuff. Indoors, this is on the 29th of March, food trucks, there will be mini ramps. We have a ton of different co-sponsors. We've got Thread Wallets is helping out with it. We're going to be having School Candy, Autumn, Rare Roses, our own Backcountry Swell. We'll have, I mean, I know I'm missing. The list goes on, already gone. Cooperative, like, already gone. It's it's nuts. This is more like, this isn't, to be like way clear, this isn't like, a, this is a sponsored, yes. hosted by The Grit, but this is like a community thing. This yes. is bring your friends, bring your family. This is get everyone there as possible. If we don't have 1,500, 2,000 people there, we did it super wrong. Yes. So we bring, t- we, bring did it totally we, we should wrong. have a, um, a hoop that we can have Alec do some. We should have a dunk contest. My money, we go on Alec. A little rim grazer package. <laughs> can you still <laughs> dunk? That won't hurt a soul. I, I got a nice jelly package. The, <laughs> the dunk went out after the mission. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll like lower it to like eight yeah, feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah. You and me seven both. And a half. You and me both. Well, it's like six feet. I'll get freaky on a seven and a half. <laughs> yes. So uh, that that is for the grit news. You guys put mark your calendars. That stuff is going to be unreal. And also in grit news, the summer starts in a bloody month and a half. So March 29th. <laughs> March 29th is the date on that. Is the rail jam. March 29th. March 29th. five to eleven p.m. Oh wow! It's all. It's a. It festival. is a festival. Yeah, block it. The off. Grail Jam, right? So be looking for that. It's going to be awesome. Mark it. Speaking of things you should mark, Segway, lock of the week. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We took a couple of weeks off, but we are so back. It's crazy. This lock is actually coming courtesy of our guy. You've probably seen him dominating the pool tables. He's way up high in the office rankings. You know him. You love him. Ryan Jenkins. Hopefully he makes it onto this landing pad one of these days. <laughs> uh, not just as the bookie. Not just as the bookie. <laughs> He's swearing up and down by this one. He's saying, take your Jason Harris money and, and put it on this instead. He's talking about. No, neither, he is not a financial advisor either. No. <laughs> no. No. If Garth and I are financial advisors, he's definitely not a financial advisor. No, no, no. But nonetheless, Saturday, college basketball. <laughs> we've got the Arkansas money line parlayed with the Colorado State money line. Now, it's not financial advice, but it is free money. I'm going to return and report on this this time next week. I don't even know what the payouts are either because we actually didn't get that far. I can't lie. There's not a single chance I watch either of these games. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to sit down and watch a Razorback basketball. I don't think that's the cards. That just doesn't make sense on a Saturday. Nonetheless, free money lock of the week. Yes. All right. 
Uh, let's get into now uh, everyone's other favorite part. We've got some piping hot off the stove takes mm. from Alec Withers. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Alec Withers, we need to hear it from you. No need to explain from 10 to 1. Let's hear number 10 to number 1, top 10. Just a brief explanation. Even yeah. I, said, I know you said not to. <laughs> yeah. Just not an explanation on every little, single little one. Context yeah, yeah, yeah. ever heard. <laughs> exactly. This, it's because I knew this this was coming. It's a staple. The yes, landing pad. Of course. There's just so many guys that could be in here. And it's like, if I could squeeze 20 guys in the top 10, I would. Yes. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. Everyone tries to squeeze at least 13. Yes. <laughs> just like, well, tied for 10. Yes. We've got four people. <laughs> and it, it's crazy looking at it. It's like Charles Mills should be in here, but it ended up not working out. Yeah. I mentioned Dallas Jr., the guy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, to go through it, number 10, Caleb Grandel. Uh, nine, McKay Roberts. Eight, Swandy. Seven, Cody Olive, Sergeant. Six, Calvin. Five, Brock. Four, Zach. Three, Skyler. Two, Drew. And one, Nathan. Yeah. You're going for the top spot this year. Of course. Now, do you believe you can be the top spot? Yeah. I Like, I've thought a lot about it. And one, like, no one wants to put themselves in number four or number three. Yeah. And it's like, if, I, like, the whole Draymond Green thing, it's like, if you ever want to be the best, you have to believe it. Yeah. And, like, I've even told my guys, it's like, even if you're a rookie, don't don't put yourself in a box that, like, oh, dude. Alex better than me. I can't sell more than Alec because if I'm your cap, then like I'm a limit. Yeah. And it's like, dude, Drew's Drew's done so much for all of us and like lifted the vision and shown what's possible. So it's like, like, dude, why not be the best? And seeing what Zach Seeger did last year and Skyler, Brock, Charles, all those guys. So what a little bad too, like Alec, you could for sure. Like I think you are and I've told this to multiple people, I think you are the most slept on guy at the grit. So you ended number were you number six? Yep. This last year? And I, I, I don't know how many top tens Alec has been in. Not a lot. I don't know one, Co- two. Cody threw me in there. Cody did. Yep. So there's one. Kyle Nielsen. Uh, yeah, Kyle the, Nielsen. The great elbow nose. <laughs> yes, he knows. But it's like, dude, for sure you could be that top spot. And it's like some people will say, and obviously me and Easton, you know, chuckle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, like, you should. You could, and it's going to be totally up to you. It's a great top ten. That is. I love it. All right. Top three sophomores. Three, Luke Laufenberg. Two, Zach Rose, and one, Jay Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, those Next three steps. are getting a lot of love. A lot yeah. of love. A lot of love. Andrew Wood, hope you're listening. Andrew yes. Wood. No, uh, there's, there's so many. There's so many. It's the same thing. Yeah. There's at least 10 that you could want to squeeze into the and top And I wouldn't three. be surprised if none of those three were the top ten, top three, and there's three others, you know? Yeah. Zach Rose. That's usually how it shakes out. Yeah. Crazy. That's usually how it shakes out. All right, Easton. We've got some hot takes for you. Just knee-jerk, over-unders, fire away. We've got our guy, <laughs> newcomer, making waves. I might say Zach, Kin- Zach Kinzel. Yeah, six hundred. Oh, over easy, easy, no brainer. Yeah, no brainer. What would the over under have to be? What, what do you think the push line would be if the the so the right? You what think do, that there was a Vegas slip up? What, yeah, what's a better number? Do you think for Zach, I'd say at least seven hundred. Okay, so you would be like seven. That'd make you think a little bit more. Yeah, easy like six hundred. He's easy. in the office all the time. He's grinding. He's training with everyone. It's like. He does trainings with his yeah. guys, and yeah. he's sharp. He, he's I take I take the sharp. over two. He did four hundred last two years with two other companies. One was his own, yes. where he was taking his own jobs. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that could have been a Vegas slip up. I'll been take there. the over. Um, <laughs> we play. We both have. Hey, Caleb Grandel, the guy, another just slept, slept, slept on. Had yes, a huge year. It was the second year. Anyways, just slept on. We've got this. Might be a slip up. 
We've got him at 800. Over. Easy, too. Just like Caleb, he's in the office. He's hungry. He trains with, whether it's Drew or Skyler, he's always at every one of those trainings. Uh, he wants it. Yes. What, what would you say? You know what I'm going to say? Because I already owe Alec. I think Alec was the only one that I said under, and he proved me wrong. So I am taking Alec, and he start looking at jazz games. We're going to go to jazz game and then Roos Chris. I'm going to say the exact same thing for Caleb. I'm taking the under on Caleb. I think he's a dog. I think 800 is a ton of accounts. We only had six people do it last year. Can he be that guy? I hope so. But I would love to take him to a jazz game. And Ruth Chris, I take the under on Caleb. I think that's a sharp number. I think, yeah. I think he's like right in like the 750 to eight. I think he's like right there. That's a, I mean, that's just a lot. 800 is a ton. 800 at 800. I mean, that's where that's how much you did last year and that's a lot um i'm gonna i'm gonna if i could take the push i would i would lean slightly on the under just ever so slightly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just craps out he's so just so done <laughs> <laughs> all right um we've already talked a little bit about him we've got jake miles og you guys go back 500 for jake miles over as well he's got a baby now he's got to make it happen baby needs new shoes full summer it's like I'll beat him in one on one, but I'll bet on him in the summer. That'll do. Yeah, I take the over on Jake. Last one, we've got one last OG from back in the Philly days. We've got our guy Ralph Holding. Yes. Six fifty. Over as well. Jeez. Just last year. I'm a big over guy. Yeah, you're he's a lover. Hey, I love that. You're lover. part of the overs club. He's Nobody wants to be a part of the but unders. All these guys too, like dude, Ralph, like he's recruited a ton and like he's kept growing year in year out. Yeah. Last year did over five hundred, and like dude Ralph, he'll show up for his guys, and so him you know doing another five hundred accounts is like that's just not Ralph. He'll do six fifty plus. Such a good guy. Ralph is one of the he best is. guys I've ever met in my life. Facts. I, uh yeah, that's a good number. Six fifty. I'd lean on the over. I'm on the over. Yeah, I'm on the over on there. Beautiful. Jumping right into things, we've got to shout out our sponsor. Do you love shredding? Do you? I do. But it's just not sustainable. No, not. How long can you do it? And how long are you going to terrorize the environment? Well, boy, do I have the fix for you. Backcountry Swell, owned and operated uh, by our very own Mark Spencer Mann, is a tremendous solution to not only shred, but to shred in style and to do so sustainably. And responsibly. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding it up as though we it's, are on camera it's, right it's, now. And correct me if I'm wrong here. I might need some intel. We've got 100% recycled skateboards, penny boards, dime boards, whatever the kids are calling them nowadays. Nick, nickel boards. Nickel boards. <laughs> they all look great. The logo's fresh. Look them up, www.backcountryswell.com. How much are they, Mark? The backcountryswell.com. How much would one of these cost? 109. It's great. It's deal. 109, but it's 109. For the whole setup, wheels and everything. Oh my god. The whole thing. It's a no-brainer. They've also got tons of merch. You see a lot of it around the office. I'm wearing a hat right now. Garth is wearing a hat right now. I will be shredding on. If you see me, we should all stop walking and I mean, start saving the environment. Garth a little wears more. it. Drew wears it. Ben wears it. Like <laughs> Backcountry Swell, there's your plug. <laughs> if you don't have your merch, what are you doing? Shred sustainably. You're wasting you're you're killing the earth. The ozone is not thanking you. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some good meat and potatoes. Alec, we like we said, we are so happy to have you on. You you dude, you you earned your spot on the landing pad more than I mean anybody. We I wanted to it. save you for 
obviously a closer to the summer episode. So this episode is going to be a lot more sales oriented, right? Listen to this podcast two, three, four, five times. Fast forward, obviously, to the meat and potatoes. And we want you guys to be able to make adjustments in the summer after listening to this podcast. But uh, Alex, w- Alec, walk us through your background, sales, guys, year by year, when you start to where you are at now. Cool. Um, got home from my mission, uh, worked at a golf course, uh, made no money. Yeah. BYU was super broke. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I was a sophomore waiting to go applying to the junior core of accounting. And I got to the point where I was like, dude, I can't work while I'm in the accounting program. It just, they, they make you like write a letter in explaining yourself if you're writing, working more than 10 hours. So I, I ended up going out and selling my first summer. Um, I got super lucky working with the guys I did with John McKay, James, Ralph, like Jake Miles. It was a great, great group that first year, Caleb Workinger. Um, so Went out that first year, had my roommate came out. Um, I did 270 that first year. And it's like, that's thanks to like all those guys and John, especially just like helping all of us like um, aim a lot more because John did a thousand that year. Then next summer, came back, did 420, about like 260K in rev. Had no guys. So I killed it recruiting that year. <laughs> yeah. Um, third year, um, now is like, I think around that point, I'd either graduated or I was about to graduate. And I did. About the same accounts. It was COVID summer. Did 402. It was a shorter summer. Um, and then did like a little more in revenue around 278K. And had like five, six guys. And then graduated. And then um, Grit started. Came here. Like met with Ben and Josh. And learned a ton about recruiting. Like I knew very, very little about recruiting. I always saw like like you guys kill it in recruiting. Like the high tide region. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out HDR baby. <laughs> Um, just like seeing like you guys in the grit, like kill it in recruiting. And like, I never felt like I had tons of resources with it. And then now all of a sudden it's like learned how to do it. Um, partnering with Dallas was a huge blessing. And then that year we went out with like 15, 17. And then last summer did 876 and 640 K in revenue. Cool. And so I sold double than the year before. And I almost sold as much revenue last year as the first three years combined. So, and then cool. this last year we've recruited we're at i don't know 50 60 guys and it's just like a really really good group it's like have super fun retreats just awesome awesome people we're working with so it's just fun to see how it's like continue to grow now even more like organically yeah i love that one of the things that we want to talk about um and for those of you who haven't heard alec train on any part of sales whether it be the intro or selling the service in my opinion, it's one of the be- he's one of the best trainers we have at the company. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people, obviously, there's tons of people at the company who sell really well. But it's an, another thing entirely to be able to sell really well and then teach other people how to sell really well and articulate um, the things that he's doing on the doors that have allowed him to have such huge success. And so we hear all the time on the landing pad, we get a lot of these guys with just tons of screws loose. The screws are all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. And all we hear about is is just mindset, my, which is so important. But super often, I feel like the technical side of selling and the actual adjustments that get made to make a leap from, you know, 260K to 640K, um, it just, they just get overlooked. And so the question that I want to ask you is, walk us through the actual actionable changes that you made pre-season to be able to set yourself up to 2x how much you were selling love that um if you always do what you've always done 
you always get what you've always gotten. Love that quote. And going into last year, I so now it's like I'm graduated. I'm doing this for mid to long term, like great for life. Yeah, foreseeable future, at least. Big over on the landing pad. But so I was like, okay, like I got to make this worth it. It's like I'm married. It's like we want to buy a house. We want to like do all these things. We want to invest. And so I trained with Ben Egan a ton. Um, and the things like tangibly, I got a lot better at and what I'd recommend to a lot of reps that are like looking to make a jump. It's like, if you have to get really good at switchovers because yeah. there there's the same amount of deals in every market. It doesn't matter if there's a ton of companies, it means there's a ton of switchovers. If there's not a ton of companies, then you got to build more value and sign more people up. So getting really good at switchovers, getting really good at situational training and like thinking while you're pitching and like adapting it to different people. Um, I got a lot better at resolving objections, like tangibly, as far as like what that skill looks like with like business reasons. Um, and then as well, um, there's usually four things I talk about. I can't remember the fourth, but my intro even got better too. There's things I tweaked in the intro. Oh, and then the other two things, soft closing and pre overcoming objections. And I've noticed a theme this last in this off season too, that like the vets that are looking to get better have been in a lot of those trainings with like Skylar and Zach and Drew and like I've benefited from those a ton. Just like those those things like tangibly. Then it's like you go out in the summer and it's not just, oh dude, just like think harder and think bigger. And it's like super important obviously. But if you have a lot more skill, then it's way easier to think bigger. And then those two they go hand in hand. Higher mindset, higher skill. Cause even something right, I'm just looking at your year two. 420 accounts year three, 402. Now you did more revenue because your contract value is bigger. Sure. So you would attribute a lot of, you know, staying the same because not a lot. Like, did anything change from year two to three in the off season? Um, not really. I recruited a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so like, wasn't about me. It's like, I was like managing an office and it was like three less weeks. So it's like, I sold, I don't yeah. know, point two more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's only <laughs> yeah, 20, it's it's 18 same. accounts difference. It's just crazy to see, yeah, when you actually made actual adjustments to yeah. your pitch to mm -hmm. get better personally, you, like I said, almost 3x, well, you do 2x your accounts, almost 3x your, your revenue. And then a follow-up question on that, dude, on when you're actually out there selling now, right? So, yeah, you made the adjustments to your pitch itself. What adjustments did you make day-to-day -to, -day to, to see that big jump? Yeah. Um, it's funny when I train with guys, um, just cause like when you train enough, you pick out little things that you're like, Oh dude, this will make a difference. And sometimes when you're just out there selling day in, day out, you just like, Oh dude, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, obviously I'm not doing anything intentionally wrong when I'm pitching. So you're not aware of it, but like in the summer, it's like, there's times where I'd take a recording of myself or take a video of myself and be like, Oh, like, dude, what is that guy doing? <laughs> like, like, don't say that or don't Who do is that. that. Who is that weirdo? <laughs> Like, I hope I don't look like that when I'm selling. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, um, so video myself and like analyzing that. And then like on the doors, it's like, if I'm, if I'm in a neighborhood and it's like an older neighborhood and like people have a lot of companies and it's like, cool, I'm, I'm going to be at the intro and I'll be like, cool. Almost everyone I took care of today had switched from us from Terminex, from Moxie, from Joe's. Do you guys have a company or not yet? So just like always adjusting. It's like, cool. If I'm in an older neighborhood that have a lot of companies, I'm probably going to address that. If I'm in a neighborhood that like just got knocked and it was with Fox, it's like, cool, I'm going to acknowledge that or whatever like the company is. Um, and then as well, it's like if um, one thing that like I always try to do and teach my guys to do, it's like if you're pitching and you're not getting through the service, like there's probably something in your intro you can tweak. 
being more confident, more assertive, like getting to the point quicker, don't talk as much. If you're going through the service a lot and you're not like going through pricing, it's like you're probably not soft closing. You're probably not catching people's attention. If you're at the end and you're going through pricing and they interrupt you, it's like you're probably talking too much in pricing. You need to be more simple. And then if you get to the end and you've gone through all that and you're just not signing people up, it's like you're probably not closing well enough. You're probably not closing enough. You're not being assumptive enough. Like I even remember there's a day last summer, I think it was our first day, like, and like last summer, like we trained a lot. So like I did seven my first day. So it's not crazy, but like a solid like first day. And I still remember this deal that like this guy was on the fence forever and like, I like didn't close him. And it just like, it still like bothers me to this day that I didn't like get that one deal. And I just realized like, okay, like I need to just sign that guy up. Just assume the sale, fill out the contract. And then I made that adjustment. And then like the rest of the summer, it's like, I never lost a deal like that because it's like, I'm never going to let someone get close and not sign them up because I've done that before. And that, that's the worst. Well, I love that. And I, now I'm almost nine years deep. I've never thought about it. Like the pitch just spills off the pitch, right? Yeah. The, the intro purposely then goes into the service, which then goes into pricing, which it, so it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're struggling with the next portion or, you know, closing, that means yeah, your pricing was probably off. If you're struggling with getting into pricing well, because your service explanation wasn't very good. It is super interesting to think about. Yeah, those are the adjustments. That if, and if you're not getting into the through the intro, because your body language or something that you're doing before you're even getting into the intro isn't very good. So it's really making the adjustment from where you're losing the customer on an average basis or where you're losing the customer, you know, throughout the day and being able to make the adjustments to only get better. One of the coolest parts about hosting this is you get to talk to all the Golden Door guys. Yeah. And you got, like, I try to pull out as many like common threads between all of them as possible. And one of the things that impresses me most often is all the people who have sold at such a high level, 640000 I mean, you have to be so self-aware yeah. to do that. And for Alec, who's selling 8, 9, 10 almost every single day, if not more, to still have the the i guess just the just the presence of mind to record himself mm-hmm. and think that something slipped into my pitch yeah did i use a one-liner on one door that worked one time and now it's found its way into my routine of a pitch and it shouldn't be there to have the presence of mind to still record your pitch when you're selling eight nine ten a day shows the kind of mindset that it takes to sell yeah you have to, you have to have account. you have to have it and that's a common thread for almost everyone that's that's been on the landing pad so you've talked a lot about training your reps and one of the things that i don't think gets talked about enough that i think is so huge i know this was huge for jacob shear and him taking a huge leap this year and i want you to touch on it is how did you feel that training your reps last off season helped you sell personally during the summer super good question it's just like if you want to be really good at selling you have to spend a lot of time around selling and it's like same as any other thing. It's like, if you want to be good at free throws, it's like, yeah, you can learn how to shoot a free throw. You can learn the beef shooting form from Dwayne Wade. But at the end of the day, it's like, you have to get on the free throw line every day and you got to put up a hundred shots. And like when I was playing basketball in high school, it's like, if there was a day that I didn't shoot the next day, my shot felt like totally off. And it's the same with like selling. It's like, yeah, you can learn the intro and kind of know what to say. And you can watch like, you know, you can watch Calvin do the intro and be like, oh, that's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it's like, there's so many things that Calvin does like well, and like he adapts in the intro that are from years of experience and just like grind. So it's like when you're training other reps and like, I've actually done this even recently because it's like this last off season, it's like, dude, I don't want to do the same as I did last year. Like I want to get better and not just for me. It's like, dude, I have to do it for like my guys. 
and like being in like Skyler and Zach and Drew's trainings recently too. Dude, I've learned a ton. Like all those guys are like incredible salesmen. And it's like, cool, I learned things. And it's like, if you go to a training and you're not instantly applying it, I guarantee you're forgetting it. 100%. It's like, you go to a Tuesday night training, like Jackson's training last night and like all the trainings, like, dude, there's so many like nuggets in those. And we all go to those and we're like, oh, dude, this is sick. Like the grit's dope. Like I'm going to go sell a ton of accounts and like yeah. the grit's magic. I'm going to go out and just rip. But it's like, no, you have to go to these trainings and take like tangible, like, oh, there's these five different things that Skylar does really well. I want those to be something I do really well. So then you have to read those notes every single day and practice it. So then when I'm training guys and like when I've been training guys recently, it's like, okay, cool. I want to do this better in my switch over. So then every day I'm getting the reps in, I'm getting the muscle memory in. So then when I'm out there in the doors, I'm not thinking about what to say. I'm thinking about, cool, this customer, this situation, what do they need and how do I adapt it? Instead of being like, oh wait, what am I supposed to say in the intro? Or what objection am I supposed to pre-overcome when I talk about the base? You're just focused on reading the customer because everything's become muscle memory just because you've gotten those reps in. Yeah, this is extremely interesting because like the thing is you're just going to go back to what you've always done mm -hmm. if you don't make the conscious decision to change it, right? And yeah, just practicing, practicing, practicing. And the best way to practice is by training, right? It's yep. the best way to learn something is to teach something, right? So yeah, I think if people want to get better, dude, help train somebody. Be super available to train. Now – Switching gears a little bit, Alec, right? Last year, obviously, you and Dallas partnered. Awesome. You guys are two peas in a pot. It just made so much sense. That being said, right, you guys are recruiting. You guys are grinding along. And this is happening a lot right now. Dude, the summer was getting closer. And, like, there was some stuff that happened, right? You guys had more fall-off than you were expecting. There's a couple people left. Like, things happened. Markets ended up switching around. Like, there were just a lot of things that you guys couldn't control that affected you, Right. The biggest thing for me, though, dude, is you you took that and you had a rep record-breaking summer for yourself. But same with Dallas, right? Dallas, mm -hmm. did he 2X? Yeah, over-doubled. Over-doubled. Yeah, over-doubled. His best summer as well, where it's like a lot of people could totally be crippled by like, oh, dude, I lost. Had 50 guys. I'm going out with 17, 18, 20. Like, dude. And I, it could totally start your summer off on the wrong foot. And when we all know if you start your summer off on the wrong foot, dude, it's tough to – it's a – Tough thing to do to be able to bounce back. What? How did that fuel you, or how, what did that? What did that do to your mentality? How? How did that affect you, and how did that help you get to where you finished last summer? Yeah, Ben had uh, Ben such a good leader. He had a really key conversation with Dallas and I, and he said like, you know, and Ben's always analyzing. He's deep yeah. thoughts, three a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure he concocted this. Doesn't sleep. Yes. Um. So he talked to us and he said, you know, with the fall off you guys have had. A lot of it is, and there's certain circumstances, it just happens. That's part of recruiting. You have fall off. Um, but that a lot of it was that, you know, Dallas and I hadn't had been the leaders and hadn't performed to the level that we needed to keep guys to where yeah. guys would be like, oh, like Alec and Dallas, like those guys are my best option. Yeah. So Ben was like, look, if you guys want to grow, then the best thing you can do, you have to go out this summer and just kill it and like have your biggest summer yet. It's like, you can't have, you know, a, whatever account reps like we were before it's like you got to go out and like murder it and so then we did and that was our whole vision and going out preseason it was like okay like all my guys are watching me like we're posting every day last year we started posting numbers every day it's like dude i gotta show up because if i don't like the guys we have recruited it's like it's not gonna look super <laughs> great coming out oh dude alex doing one or two a day it's gonna be sick so um just having that vision of like dude if you want to grow in recruiting and you look at like the guys that have sold for a long time and sold at a high level, it's like oftentimes it goes hand in hand with building 
a big team because yeah. guys want to work with you. So, um, and in a lot of life, it's just how you look at stuff. We could have sold ourselves like, oh, dude, like we suck in recruiting or like, oh, dude, everything hit the fan. It's like the, the model doesn't work, like whatever. I'm going to go through and like kick rocks in the summer and go back yeah. and whatever. But it's like, no, dude, like it happens. We can't control it. It's done. It's over. Like we're just going to go out and grind. We're going to take care of the guys we have and make yep. sure they make good money, have a good experience. And we're going to grind and we're going to create something special with the guys we have. And then it's like, dude, it, it went awesome. Caleb murdered it. Yep. Bryce Wheeler, Taylor Mortensen, Drake Boyles, Tyler Higgins. They're like the whole no, team. The, the whole school. You got it. Yeah. Awesome. So, and then it's just the growth is organic. It's like those guys, their friends want to work with them because they've done well. Like they want to come back because they had a good experience. So just having that vision of like, cool, if we want to grow the past is in the past, we just got to go out and go hard. And interchangeable. So it just sounds like just like a ton of just persistence. And it's like you, you can control what you can control. And at the end of the day, it's you and Dallas did such like a great job of yeah. developing a totally internal locus of control. It's like I can't change what's already happened, but what I can change is what will happen and what's going to happen to me. So another word for for I mean, they're almost interchangeable for persistence, which I feel is what you're describing is consistency. Mm -hmm. and just showing up day in and day out and it started in the cubicle at the visium building <laughs> yeah. just day in and day out zoom trainings after zoom trainings after and, zoom trainings and, after yeah. zoom <laughs> and then on and it, they, and it feels like they never stop and that it feels like translated directly into the summer and you showed up day after day you're one of the most consistent reps in the whole company if ever did i ever see alec post anything less than you know, five or six, yes. it was extremely consistent. And that's one of the things that I think salespeople struggle with the most is you can have a big day or even a big week or a big month, yep. but it's an entirely different story to string together four months straight of that, which you very obviously did. And so my question to you is, is how are you able to stay so consistent? How are you able to continue to replicate success? whether it's in the off season or through the summer, what does it look like for you and how are you able to be so consistent? Yeah, I, I learned a ton of that from John my first year. And, you know, we always talk about too, like at the grit, it's like, it's the thing to focus on is less of like the results and more of like the input. In the summer, it's easy to get carried away with like the leaderboard and being the top and being the best. And that stuff's very good and very important. But like, I can't always control how much another rep does. It's like, I can have my- you never can. No. Yeah. yeah, actually, never can. And, like, it's like I can only control what I do. And so instead of focusing on, like, because if at the end of the day I can look back and be like, dude, I, I did everything I possibly could. It's like I was positive. I believed in myself. I didn't make excuses. I didn't blame the area or the weather or the circumstance. It was just like, dude, I did everything I possibly could. No matter what the number looks like that day, it's like, dude, that's that's all I could do, and I'm proud of that. That's a win. And if you can do that the whole summer long, and your focus is more on your input and like your attitude, then like, you know, the the thing is the numbers like always come. And so I just always try to have that focus of like, dude, even if I'm not the best right now, like I believe I can get there eventually. And like the way I'm gonna do that is just day in, day out. I'm gonna be positive and hardworking today. I'm not gonna stress about the next four months. I'm not gonna stress about where I'm at with my goal or my numbers or whatever. I'm just going to look at, cool, today I'm going to do 9 a.m. trainings with my guys, one-on-ones. 10 a.m., I'm going to give the best training I can have to have an impact on my guys. 
we're gonna get on the doors quick and like from 12 12 31 whenever it is till 9 30 it's like dude i'm gonna do everything i possibly can i'm gonna go home i'm gonna be with my wife enjoy like spending time with her and then go out the next day and do it all again so just trying to like be in the moment that's something i've thought about a lot over the years of just being mindful and being present because it's like there's no stress and hard work there's no nerves when you're like in the moment yep you're only stressed when you're thinking about what if or what happened in the past so same with when we had fall off it's like cool it's like it's done all i can do now is go out and rip and then recruit next summer i love that and this next question right because that, that's a very like macro question right like how can you be, how, how are you so consistent how are you so persistent now to the rep that's listening to this on the doors it's july 17th how are you so persistent? Give us an example of how, and you kind of already talked about this for a minute, the, what, the guy that was sitting on the fence that you ended up not closing. Give us an idea of what persists, persistence looks like when you're actually in a sale, yeah. you know, and, it, and you're going the rounds with them. What does it look like for Alec? So a lot of that, it, like, it starts at the beginning. It's like if, you, if you're looking for laydowns, you're not going to sell. Like there's no such thing yeah. as a laydown. You create, quote, unquote, laydowns by doing things right in the pitch. And the reason, like, you know, Drew's got That's his lay down. That's good. Drew has his lay down glasses because it's like, well, Drew's super good at being really, really confident in the intro. And Drew is really, really good at soft closing. So he gets to the end and he's overcome all these objections. And, like, these people are like, yep, 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 sounds good. Yep, oh, yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense to do it myself. And, oh, yeah, you guys are better than other companies. Or, okay, you're doing this today. And he gets to the end and Drew signs him up with a huge contract value. And if a rookie's watching, it's like, oh, dude, that – Drew just knocks easy areas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like this area is right next to the rookies. Like, oh, Drew's easier than mine. Yeah, way easier. People are way nicer. Um, but it's just like Drew creates like the laydowns. So um, as far as like persistence in the pitch, it's like when I approach the door, it's like I expect everyone to buy, but I also like it's like I'm ready for like the battle. So that means it's like when I'm in the, in the intro, it's like I'm ready to blow through three, four, five smoke screens. And you can do it in a way that's like, um, I remember there's a day last year where it was like 6 p.m. It was preseason. It was so cold. I was not prepared for how cold it was going to be. Yeah, just to let everybody know, knocking in April, it's, oh, no matter where you are, it's, it's freezing. Just get ready. And it, there were two days it snowed. And this one day, like, dude, it was 6 o'clock. I was at a fat zero. And I was like, it's like, dude, can I even sell? Like, <laughs> I like sold 400 the year before. And I'm like, dude, can I even sell? I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I like knew I could obviously, but I texted McKay um, and I asked him his thoughts. And McKay's like, dude, like just make sure, trust the pitch. Like, dude, knock to sell, don't knock just to knock. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't let myself go through the motions. It's like, okay, I'm here to battle. So in the intro, it's like the persistence is, dude, I'm blasting through smoke screens. I'm like expecting the resistance, but it's like, I'm not giving it attention. It's like, dude, I'm going through this and like, you're gonna listen to me. You don't have to buy it for me, but like, you have to listen to me for the next three, four minutes because like, I'm quick. I'm going to get to the point. I'm probably going to sign you up. But if not, that's chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, cool. Then I'm going through the service. And it's like selling, it, it takes a lot of mental energy. You can't just throw spaghetti at a wall and hope it sticks. No. That's what I did my first year. And it like, and we just grinded. But like I memorized the sales pitch and like every door is almost like a robot. Yeah. And like just grinding. But now it's like, cool. In the pitch, it's like, dude, you're aware. You're thinking about their needs. You're thinking about what their objections are. And then I get to the end and it's like, I have recordings of me pitching people where it's like, I will close people 15, 20, 25 times. And it's like, dude, whatever it takes to get the deal. It's like, I'll push, I'll push, I'll push, I'll ask. And I'm not ever pressury. It's just persistent. And yeah. it's like. Which I think there's such a fine line between persistence and yeah. pressuring slash annoyance. And it's, it's a fine line. 
And and that comes to like training too, because if you know how to like read people, if someone's like, no, dude, we're not doing this today. I'm not going to be like, no worries. I'm sure you'll do it eventually. Tell you what, you have a two, three car garage. Yeah. Let's get it done. What's your last name? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that guy's going to be like, dude, I just told you, you're so annoying. I'm not doing this. Yep. It's like that guy, I'm probably going to ask him, like when I close him, like, hey, does that sound fair? Because it's like, I'm going to ask him for the deal instead of force him into it. Mm -hmm. So there's ways of being persistent where it's like, then all of a sudden, what often happens when you're closing is if someone's like giving you a hard no, you rack, you rally, whatever. You're like, hey, does that sound fair? Their objection changes. And now they're like, yeah, it sounds fair, but like, dude, I don't know if we need it. So now he agreed with me and he's like, now he gave me something softer. Yep. And now maybe I can assume him and get him into it. So, and just like, then at the end, like I have a million different closes, different business reasons, different reasons that I'm going to give him concessions, I'm not just throwing like the garage and price drops at him. Yep. It's like, like, look, dude, like save me the trouble of coming back by or look, pest control is a long-term business. We're only profitable if you keep us forever. I'm willing to bet on that. I'll give you XYZ discount. So, and then at the end, it's like, cool. Like I'll close people 10, 15 times. And there's deals I've had where I like wanted to give up and I'm like, screw it like i gotta keep closing yeah you close one more time you get the deal and you're like oh, oh my gosh that was close i almost just walked yep. and you sign up timmy and then you go next door to steve and you're like hey steve like we're taking or like hey sir we're taking care of tim next door oh you did tim done and it's like boom now you sign up him and stacy and whatever like the whole neighborhood and it just started with that one hard deal that you got at 1 30 p.m that you just grinded for two things on that if I am listening to this as a rep, I am listening to that five minutes, whatever Alec just talked for. I am listening to that all the time. This is so good right now. That That uh, is so applicable. So much in landing pad conduct. It's all great. Right? <laughs> it's, it's all great. I mean, every second. But so much of it is like big picture off-season preparation things. What we just heard was like actionable over the summer how he approaches the deals, things that he says in the deal, how he thinks through the deal, how he thinks about closing. So that's one. If I'm a rep, I'm clipping that and I'm listening to that all the time. Yeah. Two, I think it's so fascinating to hear everyone's thought process uh, through the end of the deal because there is like there is no shortcut. No, there, there, there's, there's no there's no shortcut. There's no glasses. There's no radar. All the guys who come on here, whether they talk about it uh, like through the nitty gritty details like Alec has or whether they don't, it's it looks the same or the similar same grind. for everybody. And it's and it's and it's reading the room and it's closing and reclosing and going further than you think you can. Yep. And that's where the deals are found. So I I, I think that is some of the most actionable content Gold. we've ever we've Gold. ever had here on the pad. Alec, to wrap up, this is the question that we want to close with. There's a lot of rookies who want to be the top dog. There's a lot of reps who want to make a huge jump like you did. So the question that we always that we always ask, it's a classic landing pad closer. You're getting on the elevator. You're heading up to the fifth floor, ready to clock in. You're on the elevator with a rookie or a rep just in general, and they ask, Alec, how'd you do it? What advice would you give? You have a captive audience. 30 seconds, minute, the floor is yours. What are you saying to that rookie? First recruit a ton. Um, because when it's not about you, you're going to sell a lot more. And then when you're training, um, like we talked about earlier, it's like you recruit a guy, you better make sure that guy has a great experience and makes good money because like you owe it to him. It's like you told him this is going to be great. So you're going to train him. You're going to sell a lot more. And then it's just like the stuff we always talk about, be in the office all the time. Like if you want, if you have big goals and you're not in the office and like you could be in the office, it's like good luck in the summer. Yep. If you're out of state, it's like 
create an office that it's like your sacred space that when you're sitting down there, you only work, you're on airplane mode or like you're sliding in the DM so like you can have your Wi-Fi on or whatever. Yeah. So it's like have your designated space where every day you're carving it out and it's like get new input, like plug into, there's so many guys that do rookie and vet trainings company wide on a weekly basis, get new input, practice a ton on your own, train your guys, recruit a ton and doing all those things will naturally elevate your mindset and then you'll be teed up to have a big summer. That's so good. Alec, oh, we got the chills multiple times in this in this podcast. I think it's great, actionable preseason during the summer. Just so many good bits and pieces. So, Alec, thank you so much. I think that everyone is – this is going to be one of the favorites, probably one of the most played during the summer. We appreciate you taking the time to come out here and, and be with us, dude. Pleasure. As this episode of The Landing Pad comes to a close, this is one that I hope – and I and I plead. You and pray, I, but I pray. <laughs> Th- this is a re-listen. This is a listen and re-listen and yeah. listen and re-listen. And managers should listen to this and think about how they're training their reps over the summer. This episode has been one of my favorites. Alec, we've already said it. Thanks for taking the time for this episode of the Landing Pad. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We out. I don't want-